Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what CGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. You don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like you want things good, and that's what the goal is. That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an effect to show. To God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thanks be unto God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. The Bible says, people of God were worshiping and praising God. I can start next. The walls of Jericho came down flat. Glory to God. Unplanned miracles happen. Glory to Jesus. Unplanned miracles are normal when we gather. Hey, mommy, okay. Unplanned miracles. And normal when we gather. Yes. Just, 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 just on your own. Worshiping and praising God. And miracles happen for you. Amen. Now they told you that, you know, ah, when we prayed for you, you know, we saw, you know, like there was a blockade on your part. You know, nothing that people say. Ah, but I draft well, you know, we saw a blockade on your part. Glory to God. Yes. I just worshiping and praising God. The blockade just fell down. You don't know about it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Mountains crumble when we worship God. It's normal. Yes. Amen. Mountains move for you. It is normal. Strong goals move for you. It's normal. Glory to God. Amen. Strong goals move for you. It is normal. It is what? Normal. Hallelujah. So this morning, as worshiping and praising God, miracles, you know, moved in your favor. Amen. Miracles moved your way. So just receive. Just give me thanks. So right now, take a step of faith right now. What, what that issue? Say thank you. Over, over that issue. No, no, no. Point. Now, take an issue. Don't, 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 don't shoot randomly. Don't, shoot, don't be like him, um, you know. Don't shoot randomly. You're not, you're, not, you're not winner of Chelsea, okay? Yes. So, pick a target. Be deliberate, okay? Choose something and eat at it. And just say thank you. Thank you to God for other matter. Pick a particular matter and tell God thank you. Okay. Pick a particular matter and tell God thank you. I feel like I'm not loud enough. Okay. Just tell God thank you. Tell him thank you. Glory to Jesus. Thank you for thank you because this is resolved. Thank you because this particular issue is resolved. This particular issue, this job issue, glory to God, this career matter, amen. This exam, this promotion, this advancement, my siblings are saved. Do you understand? They meet Jesus. My children are blessed. So pick a particular issue and just give God thanks. Give God thanks. And there shall be a manifestation. Oh, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, let's talk this morning. Grasshoppers. Genesis 3. Genesis 3 from verse 10 to 11. He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? You see that? This is the question there. Who told you? Who have you been listening to? 
who told you you are naked? He now asked, have you been eating from that tree that I told not to eat of? This knowledge you have now is a foreign knowledge. This feeling of shame, of helplessness, of nakedness, of doubt and unbelief. God told them, this feeling you are talking about is foreign. It is not my nature at work in you right now. There is something that's at play in you right now. Where did you get it from? What did you eat? Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Numbers. Numbers 13. Numbers 13. Take verse 1. They go to 17. Numbers 13. Just follow me, guys. Take notes. All right? It's going to be good. Amen. Take notes and, you know, be open to receive from God this morning. Glory to Jesus. Even this morning, as we talk right now, this is going to happen. God's power will move to the room and just touch people. All right? Now, it may not be dramatic, right? We just stamp at the drama this morning. Let's, let's just comp- let's compose, okay? But you know something touched you. Glory to Jesus. You know something touched you. You, you know that, okay, God is moving on me right now. Glory to the world you come and en- the world we enter. Oh, my way, glory to Jesus. With a bang, with the effects. And it will change your life. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. All right, let's go. The Lord said to Moses, Amen. When Moses sent... No, no, no. Two. That was verse one. That was only verse one. Yeah, take verse two. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Let's, let's read through. Verse two. Amen, amen. Now this is NIV. I'm seeing NIV. Which one is that one? Eh? Hey, Joe. Amplified. NIV. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. This is normal NIV, please, for safety. Let's know what we are doing now. Amen. Okay. Are we, are we there on our, on our Bibles? All right. Are we there on our Bibles there? Amen. Everybody there in your Bibles? Why are we waiting for the screen to come on? Not with my NIV. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. It's fine. Go on, go on, go on. Send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. Okay, now 17. 17. When Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, Go up through the Negev and on into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do what kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are the trees are there trees in it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes. So they went up and explored the land from the desert of Zin as far as Rehob towards Lebo Hamas. They went up through the Negev and came to Hebron, where Ahiman, Sheshai, and Talmai, the descendants of Anak, lived. Hebron had been built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. When they reached the valley of Eshkol, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them, along with some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshkol because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites cut off there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the, in the desert of Paran. There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. 
But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they had explored. They said, The land we explored divorced those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we look the same to them. Hallelujah. All right. So, um, have you ever been in a case where God gave you a promise and you said, ah, this can't be me? Where God gave you a word and like, nah, this can't be me. Hey, me. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. This thing passed me. You know, when, where God works actually. You, for example, Abraham asked to God and said, God, I want a child, right? And God told him, come out and look up. As far as I can say, I'll give unto you. Now, he just wanted one child. And God told him, count the stars. God, they over, usually overdo. Amen. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So God told him, he wanted just one child. God told him, count the stars. If you can count them, you know how many children you have. So, he just wanted one. And God gave me a big dream. Do you understand? So, I found myself that, you know, believing God for small things. And God begins to speak to you big things. You know, telling God, God, I want a new job of one million. God is telling you, start your business. Start your business. You get to own a large corporation. Start it now. When you're doing God, ah, what do I know? Where am I connect? Amen. I would like, you know, start, start giving God reasons why this cannot happen. So now, it might look like Israelites were, were you know, crazy, right? But many times people hack like this. We, we kind of do this a lot. Amen. Have you met that before? Have you been there before? Don't worry, lay, lay, we are at home. It's fine, nobody will yab you too much. Have you been there before? You pop, you are for me, for me. All right, good. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So if people say things like, I'm not good enough. I don't pray enough. I don't know the word enough. God says, go and do, go and teach people something like me, preach the gospel. What do I even know? Like, <laughs> someone said, I have to cram scripture. You don't have to cram scripture. <laughs> so we tell God, this is why it cannot be done. Glory to Jesus. Someone says, I, I don't have a master's. You know, I don't have connects. My father is nobody. Where would I find the money? I mean, nobody, thought of a nobody. Nobody likes or rates me. Who will listen to me? You know, another self-defeating thoughts. All right? Amen. Someone else says, I, I can't stop sinning. I, I, I can't stop sinning. How will I do what God told me to do when every day I rise, I fall, I make mistakes and all that? So, yeah, people have common reasons why things cannot be done. All right? So they said... We are like a surpass in our own eyes. And so it is in their own eyes. Now, how did you see their eyes? <laughs> to know how they see you. Glory to Jesus. They now said, the land divorced those who are there. Hmm. It divorced them, but they are big. The land divorced them. But the people there are big. So the land did not divorce people there. So why, why do you not think land devour you? You see how fear colors evidence. Fear colors the evidence. People, they, you scheme and said yourself that the land really actually flows to make an honey. Now you brought big groups that you, you have to carry the grapes on poles to they were that big. 
You now said the land divorced those who are inside of it. So you see that fear colors the evidence. So back to the question. Who told you you can't do it? Who have you been talking to? Who have you been listening to? Who told you it's not possible? Who told you that job cannot come your way? Who told you you cannot build that big business? Who told you you can't? Who told you you cannot be healed? Who is speaking to you? Who are you listening to? What is the source of the voice in your head? What is the source of the voice in your head? Let me ask you for you. What is the source of the voice in your head? What are you listening to? You know, faith comes by hearing, right? Fear also comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Fear comes by So who are you giving your ears to? When Christ speaks and I hear, faith comes. Right? When Christ speaks and I hear, faith comes. When I hear other people that, that don't talk faith, like if I keep hearing other people to me, fear comes also. So faith or fear comes by virtue of who I give my ears to. Amen. So again, who are you listening to? What is the source of the voice in your head? So you see Adam and Eve again. They ate of the, of the, of the, of the tree to speak God, and immediately they fell into their, into their sinful nature, and suddenly began to feel naked, worthlessness, shame, hiding from God. So when you begin, when you begin to have those self-defeating thoughts in your head, you are, you, what, what is coming to you is not the voice of God or a new nature. It's the voice of, of, of sinful man, the voice of the flesh speaking, speaking to you. Or else I can't do it. It can't be me. I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. It's, it's not God's spirit. It is, your, it is the flesh, you know, the renewed mind speaking out to you. So it can never be God telling you you cannot do it. Others, I can't. It's not me. Can never be God. Glory to God. Any voice that tells you it can't be you can what can never be God. So again, who are you listening to? What voices do you pay attention to? Amen. Whose reports will you believe? So they came and said, you know, those people are stronger than we are. Eh, interesting. This is my question. When you left Egypt, were you, were you big enough to fight Pharaoh? Could you fight Pharaoh? No, no, no. Think, think about it with me. When you left Egypt, could you fight Pharaoh's army? No, think about it though. Could you have said, we are strong. Let's take on Pharaoh's army. No. How did you leave there? God said. Abi, let's take it further. When you went on the Red Sea, did you, make, did you get back with the cement to make a road there? How did you pass there? God said. Now, when, when the eternal army climbed there and fell into the water, did you push inside the water? So why come something they're not telling God they are too big for us? What happened to even remembering what God had done in recent past? It wasn't so far. So just simply recent past testimonies. So they chose the voice of doubt over recent testimonies of God's goodness. So again, which voice are you listening to? Who is speaking to you? Do you, you look back and think about what God has done for you in the past and draw strength from there. You just say, ah, it can't be me, you know, and all that. Glory to God. Is God sending you in your own power? Is he sending in your own name? So what, what's the fear about? What's the, it says in my name, do this. What is the fear and doubt about? Did you send yourself? Amen. The song of Sangalia says, if you said it, I believe it. If you said it, you will do it. You are a what? You are a man. So what's my job? Find his word. That's the job. Find his word. Find his word. That's the job. Find his word. Over every issue, find his word. What is God saying? What is God saying? He says, God, last, last, week, last week, that God is not a man. That he will lie. He will not bobo you. 
You make stuff up to make you laugh. Doesn't flatter people. Amen. You don't try to toast you like a boy that will tell you all sorts of sweet things. If I don't see you, I will die. No, it's not that. <laughs> Whatever it tells you, it means it. Amen. You know, when, when boys are tra- chasing, the, chasing babes, now we say every good thing. <laughs> it's fine. Okay? <laughs> but God does not talk like that. If he says it, he means exactly what he said it. So my job is, to, is, this, is this. What is God's, what exactly is God's word over this? Amen. Okay? What is God's word over this? Now we see in that case also. Right? There were two sides that saw the same issue and came up with different conclusions. Same issue, different conclusions. Let's go to verse 30 again. Verse 30 again. Verse 30. Verse 30. All right? Numbers 13, verse 13. Are you following me? Am I, am I loud enough? Is it loud enough? All right. It feels quite clear here, though. It's good. All right. Verse 30. Are we there? Amen. Media, media, lessons and glory. <laughs> All right, verse 30. Let's make it fast. All right. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. You see that? We can certainly do it. Two different people saw the same issue and saw different things. We can certainly do it. That's the voice of faith. If God said it, then we can certainly, not, not me alone, myself and God together, we can certainly get this done. If God sent me, we'll do this thing. We'll get it done. So this year, what has God spoken to you? Are you already doubting? Can I ask you, are you already doubting already January? We're just in January 20-something. Are you already in doubt? Are you already in worry, worry and anxiety? Okay? What is God saying to you? to go back and hold on to God's word that we can certainly do it. We can, you know, you know the way life works? That there are always the thoughts in your head. The devil is a bastard. He'll give you thoughts every day. Thoughts of it's not possible. He must, that's his job. To give those thoughts every day. It's not about you. Which thoughts are you giving your yes to? Which, which one are, are you focusing on? Which, which one are you now echoing out of your mouth? When he tells you it, it can't be done, tell yourself, we will certainly do it. We can certainly do this one. You respond back with God's word. They will see always that the Bible says, if you believe in your heart. Now, it not say if you believe in your mind. You know why? The mind has different sources of thoughts. So, the mind might not always be stable in one place. And they're thinking, I'm blessed. Mind is telling you which blessed to be blessed. Alright? That's what the mind does. But, the one that believes in his heart gets the job done. What, what, what does it mean? So, if I believe in my heart, when thoughts come to my mind that they don't fit what God, what God has said, what do I do? I respond with God's word to my heart. I speak out God's word about it. When a thought says, it can't be, I say, it can't be done. Now, this is what that post was. People, again, I said last week, who sit down and start thinking about those things again. You let, those, you let that initial suggestion become, you know, your meditation. What should you do? Respond back immediately. It can be done. I am the healed of God. I am born to live healed, not sick. I can make it. I, I succeed. My life is a success. You respond back with God's word. Amen. That's how faith works. Numbers 14. 14, 6 to 9. Let's, let's go to 14. Numbers 14. From verse 6 to 9. 6 to 9. 6 to 9. Glory to Jesus. Are we taking notes? Are we learning? Numbers 14, 6 to 9. Please, you can go, you can go down on your phone so we don't, so we don't waste time. All right? Amen. Numbers 14, from 6 to 9. All right? Joshua, son of Nun. And Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, 
The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. Oh, yeah. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. You see that? The Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid to take them on. To take up issues, don't be afraid of them. He says, the land we explored, really, said is exceedingly good. Ex- See, where God was, wants to give you exceedingly good stuff. God has big dreams for your life. God has big dreams for your life. Exceedingly good stuff. Not just good, exceedingly good stuff. But it takes God to get there. Courage, faith in God's word to get there. Right? Says, if God is pleased with us, he will lead us. Land, will lead us. He says, He will be with us there. He will just be like, Go and fight and win. No, no. He says, God will lead us through it. God Himself will be with us and give us victory. All right? So the land is exceedingly good and God will give it to us. Again, two different sides to the same issue. So this is what happens to us. The issue is not really the problem most times, it's how we see the issue. What if these people, not, not, not the issues of their life, it's how they see the issues in their lives. Now, for example, during COVID, I'll say it again. When we were on lockdown in our houses, some people began to manufacture sanitizer. I, I listened to a, a, a radio show about they were making stuff to sell in that period. Why people were shouting, the economy is down, people were making money in that period. This is my, po- this is my point. The way we see things determines what we we'll get out of it. How are you seeing the issues in your life? How do you respond to the things in your life? Do you see issues and back out? Or do you see issues and press on? Are you, da- are you daring enough? Are you bold enough to take on life, life challenges? Do you dare? Do you dare? The man that dares is the man that wins. Don't take to dare. Take seeing things through the eyes of God. Seeing things through the word of God. What has God said about this issue? If God says do it, I will do it. I will make the move. I will dare. Again, this is a year to dare. This is a year to dare. To take bold steps. Pursue big dreams. See? Pursue big dreams. Knowing that they can be scary. And right there's the beauty. The bigger the battle, the bigger the victory. Amen. Imagine you just did a small stuff, you just won it, and you know, the, you know you, you did a small job, you got a job of, you know, promoted from 100k to 150k. Mm. It's fine, but it's small, right? But what about you dare something bigger and you achieve it? Then that, that, that's proper celebration. God is calling you to us, daring more. Dare more. The one that dares is the one that wins. Glory to God. No good, no, no, no extremely big stuff comes just, you know, um, just cheaply like that. It requires that daring, that step of faith backed on God's word. Amen. All right? Glory to God. You might have to say, that part where it talks about, you know, there was a, the two people built, they built their houses. One built on the rock, and now built on the sand. Said last week. Okay, the storm came. You know, the wind came. He blew one on the sand. He fell down flat. Right. 
but the one built on the wall stood upright. Now, again, the same issue, different outcomes. Faith based on the word guarantees properly, you know, proper outcomes every time. Faith based on, on God's word gives you consistently good results. The winds will always come. There will always be things in your path saying you cannot get it done. Okay? But the one that dares based on God's word will get results. It can look like it's spare in the Oju, right? Glory to God. But it will come to pass. It will come to pass. Someone said, it's by the word. It's by, it's, it's by the word. It might be slow, but it is sure. It can appear slow sometimes. But it is sure. It will surely come to pass. What do you do? You stay on God's word. Don't waver. Don't waver. You stay on God's word. Amen. Amen. See, again, same things in the natural. What they could see. The same issues, right? But they both are different things in their hearts. Their hearts determine their outcome. What is happening in your heart will determine your outcome. The voice in your head will determine your outcome in life. Amen. The voice in your head will determine your final outcome. When that voice says you, you grasshopper, that's terrible, right? Because grasshoppers don't eat grapes. They don't eat grapes. Grasshoppers, they don't eat grapes. So by saying so, they made sure that they would never get to the promised land. By believing they wrong about themselves, they made certain that they'll never get there. Amen. So what are you saying to yourself? All right? See, God can have big plans for any for people. But God does not force his plan into, into existence, into, into being. Okay, people can limit God by their own, you know, their own thinking, the faith in their hearts. God will do for you according to your faith. Otherwise, every believer will just be boiling and, and enjoying, right? But you get, see, we said last week, that faith takes what grace makes available, right? So it, God has made this available to everybody, all, to all believers. It is your faith that will determine your outcome. It will be unto you according to your own faith. The voice in your head will determine your outcome. Amen. So, if, you, if people keep on thinking like grasshoppers, you'll never be all that plan for them to be. Grasshopper thinking, I'm too small. I don't pray enough. I'm not good enough. I sin too much. I know that. If you keep, if those thoughts, you know, jam your, 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 your head, you'll be in trouble. That will not be your case in just time, okay? All right. So we say, lasting change then comes first within, for it is without. Because your within will determine how you see your without. Amen. So lasting change is thus first within, before without. See, people, some people like to pray, pray. I know they like to pray. You can pray it forever, right? If your inside is not God's word, there will be a problem. People can be prayer warriors. They pray forever, but no results. Why? Because you see, it's good to pray, right? But, you know, prayer must be based on God's word, God's will that you have taught in your heart for you to get results. Because your inside will determine your outcomes. Amen. Romans 12. Romans 12, 1 to 2. Romans 12, 1 to 2. Amen. Are we following? Is it good? All right. Romans 12, 1 to 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, 
his good, pleasing, and perfect will. See that? So it's not come to the world, but be transformed. How? By the reading of your mind. It didn't say by prayer. You are transformed by the reading of your mind with God's word. So, transformed outside by what happens inside. Amen. Transformed outside by the change that happens within. So, real change must start within. Changing your mind with God's word. Reading your life based on God's word. What has God said about my life? What is what's in about me now? Where am I headed with on God's word? Alright? So, the, the word within will determine your life without. We can all be in the same COVID, 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 COVID environment, right? But what becomes of us is what's on our inside, not, not our outside. Your in will determine your out. Glory to God. Matthew 4.4. 4. Matthew 4.4. 4. says, man will not live on bread alone. Or by what? Every word that proceeds from God's mouth. So you make your existence, not, not, not just on physical food, right? But you feed on God's word, okay? To build you up, to change your inside. The way food grow, grows your, your physical body, right? Spiritual food grows your inner man, grows your, your mind, and grows your spirit. To shape, to shape your, your, your out view of the world based on God's word. What you see is what you get. What you see is what you get. How, what you eat, that means how you see. What you eat, diet, your, your, your spiritual diet, God's word, determines how you see. So how you see determines what you get. What you eat determines what you get. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Okay? So your life is being changed every day by what you are taking in. Faith food will change your life. Eating God's word will change your life. Eating good sermons will change your life. Eating on, feeding on faith will change your life. Make you dare bigger things. To, have, you know, to go through life with courage and strength. Not that and unbelief. Courage, strength. Courage, strength. Courage, strength. To win on the head requires courage and strength. Based on God's word. All right? So, amen, this is important. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Let's, let's go to chapter 14. Chapter 14 again. Chapter 14. See, before we go there, see, when you let God's word shape your thinking, you feel deserving. You feel deserving. You know, people say things like, you know, um, um, God owes me nothing and all that kind of stuff. God, God doesn't, th- doesn't think that way. God wants to give you good things. God owes you good things of life. Feel deserving. Don't go to God and, and think, you know, you know, I, I'm not deserving, you know, I'm not worthy, um, you don't owe me anything, you know. It's even in songs. Okay, you don't, no, no, no. God gave you promise, right? See, if he promised you, then he owes you to back up his promises. God owes you. Do you understand? He owes you for, that you walk in healing and health. He's Do you understand? So when you come before God and ask all things, they're telling God, God, if you, if you, if you will, Sha, just you know, just help my life, Sha, just please, Sha, you know, Sha, no, Mister, you know, it doesn't work that way. You are God's child. You are deserving. You are this. God is a good father. You are deserving. God doesn't. He doesn't feel bad when you're asking for stuff. Like every time you want stuff, stuff. He doesn't feel bad about it. He's not. He's not. He's not treating by, by your needs and your wants, your your, your 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 desires, your goals. All right? Amen. Glory to Jesus. So feel deserving. Don't settle. Don't settle. Now, because, you know, 
Look out. You are deserving. You are God's child. You are in Christ. Amen. You are in Christ. Amen. You are in Christ. So, if person you are deserving, someone says, oh, you know, all right? No verse for the shoot. All right. That night, all the members of the community raised their voice and wept aloud. Uh-huh. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron and the whole... If you put all these people to death, leaving none alive, the nations who have heard this report about you will say, the Lord was not able to bring these people into the... He promised them on oath, so he slaughtered them in the wilderness. Now may the Lord's strength be displayed, just as you have declared. The Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love and forgiving sin and rebellion. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. I will explain it, okay? Just relax. In accordance (laughs) with your great love, forgive the sin of these people, just as you have pardoned them from the time they left Egypt until now. The Lord replied, I have forgiven them as you asked. Nevertheless, as surely as I live and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of those who saw my glory and the signs I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, but who disobeyed me and tested me ten times, not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their ancestors. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. Since the Amalekites and the Canaanites are living in the valleys, turn back tomorrow and set out toward the desert along the route to the Red Sea. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, How long will this wicked community grumble against me? I have heard the complaints of these grumbling Israelites. So tell them, As surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very thing I heard you say. In this wilderness your bodies will fall. Every one of you, 20 years old or more, who was counted in the census and who has grumbled against me, not one of you will enter the land I swore with uplifted hand to make your home, except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, son of Nun. As for your children that you said will be taken as plunder, I will bring them in to enjoy the land you have rejected. But as for you, your bodies will fall in this wilderness. Your children (laughs) will be shepherds here for 40 years, suffering for your unfaithfulness until the last of your bodies lies in the wilderness. For 40 years, one year for each of the 40 days you explored the land, you will suffer for your sins and know what it is like to have me against you. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will surely do these things to this whole wicked community (laughs) which has banded together against me. They will meet their end in this wilderness. Here they will die. So the men Moses had sent to explore the land who returned and made the whole community grumble against him by spreading a bad report about it. These men who were responsible for spreading the bad report about the land were struck down and died of a plague before the Lord. Of the men who went to explore the land, only Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, survived. When Moses reported this to all the Israelites, they mourned bitterly. Early the next morning, they set out for the highest point in the hill country, saying, Now we are ready to go up to the land the Lord promised. Surely we have sinned. But Moses said, Why are you disobeying the Lord's command? This will not succeed. Do not go up because the Lord is not with you. You will be defeated by your enemies. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites will face you there. Because you have turned away from the Lord, he will not be with you and you will fall by the sword. Nevertheless, in their presumption, they went up toward the highest point in the hill country. Though neither Moses nor the Ark of the Lord's Covenant moved from the camp. 
Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in that hill country came down and attacked them and beat them down all the way to Homer. Now you see that. Very interesting story, right? So, they grumbled and planned to stone Moses, Aaron, Caleb, and Joshua. Interesting. They said, you know, that they will surely die in the wilderness. That Moses took them, took them out to kill them in the wilderness. That they will surely die there. He said, the rest of the kids taking plunder. You know, they will surely lose everything and die there. Also. So, God came down, you know, and spoke to Moses. And, of course, God, he was, that these guys, you've seen me do stuff. You've seen my miracles. You've seen my hands. You've seen me do stuff. You know, how can you still be like this? As in, even God was like shocked. <laughs> you know, how? how? How can this be? Amen. And he told them something. He said, of all of them in that generation, not one will make it to Canaan land. Not one. Not because he didn't want to. They couldn't. And they proved it afterwards. Sometimes when God, when you read, the Bible says, and God said you strike them and know that. Read, read as though God says, I will strike them. Well, usually it is like saying, the way you are going, you'll be, strike, you'll be, you'll be struck. This is your, the way you see life, the way you are living, you, you will be struck. So for example, when, you know we say, um, faith pleases God. Alright? Unbelief what? This pleases God. We see us that you have what you see. Right? So when they said they would die there, they had to die there. So God, God was reading to them what their words would do to them. He wasn't trying to deliberately afflict them. He was reading to them what their words had end them. This is your behavior. This is what it has end. This is what you will have. So, most people began to pray for them to intercede on their behalf that God don't do this to them. Can you, can you, do, do, let it, do let it be. Trying to intercede on their behalf. And wasn't telling God that God, you know, you punish the, ch- the children, children for, their, for, their father's, for their father's offenses for the third generation. What did God do? God didn't do that. God said this generation will not make it there, but your kids will make it there. To show that God was not going to approve what the Moses said about the children for their fathers. They have, the children made it there. But they that, that did not make it there. Do you understand? Now, God now told Mo- Moses, don't go this way again. Turn back. Why? They were not ready for it. They were not ready. They could not go. So their unbelief made their journey longer. Not God. So wasn't God saying, wasn't God saying, I can't help you there. But you don't believe to help you, so don't bother going. You don't believe me to help you, don't bother trying. It will fail. Because it takes faith to operate with God. Amen. So their unbelief, they did their journey for 40 years. Until that generation was wiped out, before they could dare again. Amen. So again, it's not as though God was trying to punish them, okay? But they, no God said afterwards, as you have said in my hearing, so you will have. God was telling them from, from then, you know, you will have what you say. You will have what you say. That even, even people can pray and fast for the person. You will have what you say. You will have what you say. So we can use prayer to, 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 to delay the repercussion, right? But it will happen. If people keep saying wrong, it will happen. Okay, so the prayer there can help delay the repercussion. To make room for, for, for genuine repentance. Do you understand? But if people don't change their paths, don't, don't change their words, it's going to happen. Prayer cannot stop it. Amen. Some people pray today, talk and tomorrow morning. It's conflict. It cannot happen. You will have what you say. What you say shows your faith. What you actually believe is what you say, not what you pray. What you believe is what you say, not what you pray. Everybody prays in church and prays for good things. What you believe is what you say, not what you pray. Your, your, your words betray your faith. 
Yeah. So God says, surely what they said will happen. He says, as long as I live, as long as, long as I live, oh, what they said will happen. So God has sworn on oath that you will have what you see. So what are you saying? Let me say it again. There's an oath over your life that you will have what you see. So what are you saying? As surely as God lives, as surely as God lives, you will have what you say. So what are you saying? When things don't, don't, don't go your way yet, what do you say? What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying? Alright? Now to see how bad their case was. The next morning, got up and said we are going. Moses told them, this the, the, the rebellion is grade one. Don't go. God is not with you. Don't go. And they still went. Is it a D? <laughs> they still went. And they died. Pray to Jesus. <laughs> All right. So, are you delaying? Things in your life by your doubt and disobedience. It happens a lot to believers. It happens a lot to us. What should take five years, take fifteen years? And you think it's God God doing it's not God doing you. It's not God, it's not God telling you to wait. It's not God telling you to wait or it's your it's your doubt and unbelief delay. People now say, you know, it's God making me to wait. I wait, I wait my time. I don't mind waiting. It's, maybe it's not God keeping you waiting. Are you you know are you are you are you are you disobeying God? Are you in unbelief? Are you in disobedience? He slows journey down. God says, take this step. Like, God, I can't do this step. That opportunity goes. It's another one. Alright? So God's plans can go unfulfilled because man did not pattern God to make it happen. God's plan can fail. If man fails. God's will fails many times over people. You understand? So you need to partner with God in faith to make his will happen over your life. People say, if it's God's will to happen, if it's God's no, no, that doesn't work that way. If it's God's will to happen, life does not work that way. If it's God's will, will be good. Because God wills good things. Amen. Because God wills what? Good things. So it's not about, if it's, no, 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 no. It's about you partnering with God's will over your life. So you can't enter Canaan land with, 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 with that thinking. We're thinking of the past. We're thinking of, 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 your, of, your, of your sinful nature, your Canaan nature. You don't make it to your Canaan land with sinful, with, with different thinking. You've got to renew your mind to believe God's about your life. This is this Egyptian generation, their mind has become so conditioned there, it was hard to change. They've become so much, they've become so used to slavery, they've become slaves in their minds, it was hard to change. So you cannot make it to Canaan land with Egyptian thinking. Slavery thinking, small thinking, grasshopper thinking, you can make it that way. You've got to see yourself the way God sees you. Alright? Glory to Jesus. Matthew 9. Matthew 9. Matthew 9. 27 to 30. Is it good? So again, we keep on saying this thing about faith and confessions. Your real faith is what you are saying. Your real faith is what you are saying. Now, we have two voices, right? We have what you say to yourself inside. What you say, what you say outside. They are, both, they are both valid. What are you saying to yourself on your own? That you say to yourself. What is out of your mouth? That's your faith. Your faith will show in your confessions. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's go.
quickly. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When they had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about it. 29. According to your faith, not according to my will. According to your faith, be done unto you. So don't say God did not will. It's according to your faith that you get. What does your faith expect? You will always have what your faith expects. Amen. You will, what? you will have what your faith expects. God cannot fail. He cannot lie. Your faith can fail you. So you only should make sure your faith does not fail. Why God twice told Peter, I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. Alright? So don't let your faith fail because you have according to expectation. Alright? Verse 20, same Matthew 9, 20, 2022. It is done for you according to your faith. Just then, a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. What healed her? Her faith. Her faith healed her. Your faith will keep you living, living, living well. Your faith will keep your body strong. Your faith will heal you. Your faith will bless. Your faith will promote you. Your faith will make you. See, God's will is as sure as day. God's will is, is, is the same forever. It will not change. Okay? It's not in Christ that they are yes and they, we speak the amen, you know? So, it's not will never change. They are the same forever. They are constant. We are the ones to be that faith to get them to happen to us. It will be unto you according to your faith. So, what are you believing for? Look at that. The Bible says she was saying to herself. So, her inner voice was saying something. So, even though she was weak in the body, her body was weak, but her mind could still talk. Glory to God. Her spirit could still talk. So even though it might be tired and our mouth will be so hard to move, you know, some people, some people are so sick, so down, the mouth cannot move, they are so, so, so tired, they cannot speak out. But you can speak here. I am the healed of God. I am the healed of God. Whosoever shall say, I will not doubt, will have what they say. I am the healed of God. Okay? Your inner voice cooperating with you. You get to a point where the, the strength of your, of your inner, inner man will get on your body. Why? You will have what you say. Your job is to stay in faith, speaking the right things. Amen. Your faith will heal you. You will have what your faith expects. So we'll see the story of Goliath. David before David before Goliath. Everyone was scared. But David said something. He said, the God that delivered the lion and the bear into my hands. They were also glad into my hands. And with that, ran to Goliath and took out Goliath. Okay? His faith made him dare. His faith made him dare. So this year, dare by faith. Dare by faith. Believe yourself deserving. Deserving. Worthy of God's goodness. Worthy of a good job. Worthy of the good life. Worthy of the blessed life. 
worthy of love in marriage, of a good home. Please, that you are worthy. Not that, ah, let's just pity me and marry me, you know. Let's just pity me and marry me. No, no, no. Amen. Believe yourself. Amen. Amen. All right. So one thing that keeps people feeling undeserving is sin and sin consciousness. Glory to Jesus. Let's talk about, about Elijah. Elijah says he was a man of like passion like us. This means that, you know, he had his own ups and downs too. Right? So many of the other times where, where, where he was, you know, well behaved, times where he felt... I'm not good enough and all that. So this is my point, right? Um, yes, we are caught righteousness. Yes, we also make mistakes, right? Don't let your mistakes define you. Don't stay on your past. Yes, your past might be two minutes ago and you speak something about two minutes ago. Move on from it. Don't let the devil let you know, use your past failure to keep you far from God's principle of your life. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5. It says, if any man be 721, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all have become. You know, I had a friend some time ago that he had a very terrible past. He was a ter- terrible manizer. He was terribly bad. As he was. His story is ridiculous. His story, the story is very bad. So, yes, very bad. So, years after. He had, you know, repented, he had, he had gotten born again, and he could not get a job. So he had many, many near cases where, for example, we almost get it, almost, we just lose it. Now, in his mind, he was thinking it was his past sins affecting him. Same consciousness, right? But if any man be in Christ, it's a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. So don't let your past mistakes keep you feeling unworthy. Move on from them. Move on from them. Right? Let's go to Second Corinthians 5, 721. Wrapping up now. Oosh. Are we there? This happens, it's actually very common. People, when they get saved, still feel like they are past. Feel. This is happening in their head. What they did, what I did two years ago. It's in their heads. Don't let your past hold you back. You are new in Christ. Move forward. All right, shoot. Second Corinthians 5, 721. 721. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. Glory to God. The old has gone, the new is here. Hallelujah. All this is from God who reconciled us himself, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. You see that? We that, are there please hold on. That God himself in Christ concerned it all to himself. It's God himself saying, I'm not fighting you now. Let's make up. Let's be cool together. God himself making up with the world. You understand? God himself saying, let's be cool. Let's be cool. Okay? God himself 
coming after you, not counting your sins against you. Glory to Jesus. Not counting your past against you. Amen. Alright? Go to 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You see that? He made him that didn't know sin to be sinful so they can cause his righteousness. So God, you know, when you come in, when you come, in, when you come in and believe in Christ Jesus, you become his righteousness. He's not counting your sins against you. So let the past go. Don't carry that only feeling not true. Let the, let, let the past go. Forgive yourself. Yes, you did it right. Forgive yourself. Yes, you goofed. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Believe God about yourself over that issue. I'm forgiven in Christ. I'm forgiven. Yes, I know I did it right, but I'm forgiven. Now, I mean, in fact, you mean I did it as past? I'm a new man. Let me tell you something. You can be new every day. You can be new every day. You can be new every day. It's your newness. Amen. So, this is my point. Let the past go. I'm new in Christ. Hallelujah. Yeah. Right? So, yes, you made a mistake, right? Repent of it and move on. What does it mean to repent? Change your mind about this. This is wrong. I'll do it again. And move on. But don't stay there. Don't stay there. You know, you know how sin works? That the more, there's no, there's no way about it. If you keep sin, you keep feeling, you keep feeling sin conscious. If you keep feeling unworthy. What you do? Don't do it again. If, if, you, if you need help, call for help. Call for help. Okay? Call for help. Don't stay there. But once, once you repent and move on, move on. Forgive yourself. Make it to your past. See, no sin repented from can keep you back. Let me say it again. No sin repented from can hold you back. Do you get that? No sin repented from can hold you back. No sin repented from can also genuinely repent of it. That God says, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Hebrews 8.12. Hebrews 8.12. Hebrews 8.12. Hebrews 8.12. Hebrews 8.12. Are we there? All right, shoot. Hebrews 8.12. God. Hebrews 8.12. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. You see that? It says, will remember your sins no more. So you stop remembering too. Let it go. God has forgotten and has forgiven you. Forget it too. Move on. Don't hang yourself back on your sins, alright? Hebrews 4.16. Hebrews 4.16. Hebrews 4.16. Hebrews 4.16. Are we taking notes? Good. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4.16. Let us then approach God's, God's throne of grace with confidence. You see that? So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. He says, come before me deserving. Come with confidence. Come boldly. Come deserving. Don't come beggarly. Don't come, you know, like you are, no, no, no. Come before me with boldness. Come deserving. Come, you know, I will keep my words to you. Come deserving. Come boldly. Says, come boldly in your time of need, so you can, you know, you can receive grace. Lambano, lay hold of grace to help you in your times of need. Glory to God. So in Christ we are deserving. In Christ we are deserving. In Christ we come boldly. In Christ we come. It's only in Christ that we come boldly. Amen. It's only in Christ that, that God is pleased with you and will back you up in everything you do. Only in Christ. 
The man in Christ is a shot of God's backing. So good. The man in Christ is a shot of God's backing. The man in Christ is a shot of God's backing. The man in Christ is a shot of God's backing. So them all right now, watching online or in the room, all eyes closed. Watching online or in the room. to receive Christ's offer of forgiveness. You want to receive the offer of forgiveness this morning. Glory to Jesus. You want his help. You want to go through life with God on your side. You want to go through life with God on your side, knowing that God is pleased with you. You are done struggling with sin. You are done feeling unworthy. You are done feeling, you know, unworthy of love. Unworthy of God's goodness. You've tried and you failed, right? Today's a new day. It's a day to be brand new. It's a day to be brand new. right? Yes. Yes, I did it. But today, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done sinning. I'm done trying. Today, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you. Kaya I need you. Be real with God this morning. Be real with God this morning. Be real with God. Be real with Him. Be real with Him. Be real with this morning. Be real with Him. Be real with God this morning. Be real with Him this morning. I receive your help. I receive your help. I receive your help. I live of your grace. I live hope of your grace. I live of your grace. And I don't know about Snit Yala Das yet I got
person struggling, struggling with sin, struggling with unworthiness, there's help for you today. Right now, the grace of God reaches to you right now. The grace of God reaches to you now. The grace of God reaches to you now, touches you, takes off that feeling of unworthiness right now, fills your heart with his love and peace. In the name of Jesus, this morning you, 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 you have an assurance, a knowing, a, you know, of the backing of God, that God is for you. Nothing can stand in your way. That God is for you. Nothing can be against you. That you are God's beloved. You are God's sweetheart. You are His beloved. You are God's darling. You are dearly beloved. You are dearly loved. If you are in a room or you know online watching us, I, 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 I am not born again. And today you are saying yes today. Today I must be born again. Today. Today, not tomorrow, today. Today. Just say after me, say after me, say after me this morning. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Today I come before you. I come for you a sinner in need of your help. This morning I confess you as my Lord and Savior. This morning I receive your offer of forgiveness and I thank you for it for my heart this morning I receive you as my Lord and Savior and I am born again if this, is, if this is you please reach out so we can meet you and help you walk this journey okay, see this form on your screen you see a form on your screen, you are online if you are here also, this form will be on, um, the form link will be on the screen right now alright, the link is um, bitbit.ly Force Lactic Decisions. Force Lactic Decisions. BIT.LY. Force Lactic Decisions. So we can reach you and help you to walk this journey. Father, I will thank you this morning. We thank you, Lord, because people are getting saved right now. The, the, the saved ones that, that, are, that are in a struggle, they, they've received your help this morning and they walk free. They walk boldly. They, they, they walk knowing that you are with them, that you are for them, you are not against them. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Come on, just give him thanks. Give him thanks. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.